bonus episode. Bonus? What does that mean? It's like extra. Oh, I think, okay. or something. <laughs> I'll so, always take extra. We just we just finished up a records episode where we talked about records that won't be broken, and they were mostly just professional records. And I was like, man, what about college? I've got a handful of college ones that I really <laughs> want to talk about that were pretty exciting. So that's what we're gonna do. Cool. Ah, uh, let's see here. In nineteen ninety two. Mia Hamm had a 97-point season, which is the all-time record for women's soccer in college soccer. Okay. Uh, Just to put some stuff out there for what she did. She's the only player to break 90 points in a college season for women's soccer. And she is one of six players to score 100 career goals. Now remember, points in soccer could be an assist, assist or points. I was going to ask if there's anything besides yeah. assists and points, goals. Yeah. So she had 103 career goals. She was fourth all time with 72 assists. Um, but what's really crazy about that was that the Tar Heel soccer team won the national championship all four seasons she was there. Right. And according to this, she never lost a single match. While she played, okay, Kale Sanderson. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna we get we're gonna mention him. <laughs> oh, again. he's probably got we, some. Oh, we've yeah. We've already talked about him. But he's got some him. records, I'm sure. Yeah. Because anyway. he has 159 wins as a wrestler in zero without losses. a single loss. So Mia, Han- so those four, those four years of Tar Heels not only won the national title, but they went undefeated. That's what this says. I was a little surprised when I read that. Okay. I probably could have done a little more research, well, but hey, well, it's soccer, so you didn't want. Yeah, you yeah, don't want to go too deep in it. It's not crazy. <laughs> Uh, just a few years ago, uh, Penn State's Zane Rutherford, okay, won his 126th match in wrestling, and went 93 and 0 over his three final seasons. But not quite what Kale. Not did. Kale, yeah. Do you want to know who uh, Zane's head coach was? Kale Sanderson. It was Kale? Was it? No. Wow. So that was pretty cool. That's cool. Uh. <clears throat> Who knows what an ERA is? Earned run average. All right. Perfect. In 1983, Tracy Compton played softball for UCLA. She pitched 169 innings and allowed one run. That's an ERA of 0.04. <laughs> it's the best mark in Division One softball. Okay. Two years later, in 85, she allowed two runs in 167.3 innings during UCLA's championship run, and that was a .08 ERA, her second best, okay? Slacker. As a freshman, she allowed three runs in 101 innings for a .21 ERA, which is also in the top 20 of all time. For her career, she pitched 85 games, 62 of which were shutouts and had a career 0.15 ERA, 13 runs allowed in 612.3 innings pitched. That's insane. (laughs) Wow. That is completely insane. Runs allowed. John Kerr played baseball for Michigan in 1962. He played 
two games in the regional turn uh, championship tournament, whatever they okay. call it, the World Series of College. Yeah. So he played two games that day. Michigan did. He pitched every inning of both games, 19 total innings, through 313 pitches. <laughs> that's just nuts. that's That's like illegal now. No, like, you can't even do that. You can't that's allow someone to throw that many pitches. Bananas, but he did that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, in 2019, the New York Yankees got everybody riled up because they hit a, uh, a record 31 straight games with a home run. Okay, yeah. I remember. Well, they play in the sandbox, so. Yeah, well. That right field's a LSU's field. baseball team says suck, suck it. it. <laughs> the Tigers hit at least one home run in each game spanning over the course of three seasons. Oh my God. Including all 70 of their 1997 national championship run. It was list. They called it the gorilla ball era. And of course, gorilla was spelled with the G G E A U X. Okay. They launched <laughs> 188 home runs in those 70 games. During 1997. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but the streak was over three seasons. Yeah, it went over three streets. <laughs> just they just cranked home runs. Wow, nonstop. It was a seventy-seven game streak. So it was like you know it was seventy of them was the ninety-seven season. Obviously, there was a couple at the end of ninety-six and a couple at the oh, okay. beginning of ninety-eight. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, let's see. Just to kind of give a little perspective, Vanderbilt uh, led D one baseball in two thousand nineteen with a hundred home runs. Oh, so for the whole season, a hundred and one eighty eight is what LSU and 188 did. One eighty eight is what LSU did in one season. For, I mean, so that's just during their seventy seven game. Uh, Jeez, <laughs> just nuts! Oh my gosh, <clears throat> that was nineteen ninety seven. You said yes, LSU nineteen ninety seven. Okay, seems kind of like still a steroid era, but you know. it's highly likely. <laughs> I'm not saying it. I do. Yeah, just just, just kind of put the numbers together. <clears throat> Mike Martin, Florida State baseball coach, okay. has a career two thousand two hundred, or sorry, two thousand twenty nine career wins. Spent forty okay. years in Tallahassee. Wow. Every single one of them was at least a forty win season. And uh, yeah, I kind of, I mean, he he coached until he was seventy five. Well, that's still, I mean, like some of these records are just based on longevity. Yeah, a lot nothing of special are. about you other than you just stuck around a long time, but. But, but if every year is over... good enough to stick around for exactly. a long time. Like, who's going to yeah. let a guy coach their well, team for 40, 40 years if he sucks? 40 wins a year every year, that's well above 500. Like, they're playing 70 games or so. Yeah, no, it's no. obviously at above 500 winning percentage every year. So. so these are all college basketball. So I'm going to let you see if you okay. can guess these. Okay. 111 from November 23rd, 2014 until April 1st, 2017. This college basketball team won 111 straight games, and 109 of them were by double digits, including two national championships during that run. Any guess? You had me stumped, and I was like, wait, women's UConn team. That is correct. You know who the coach was? G- uh, Gino. Yeah. Ariema. Ariema. Yeah. What's Gino Ariema. <laughs> All right. 88. 88. <clears throat> that was UCLA's winning streak. UCLA's from 71 to 74. 38. This coach put this team on the map 
coached 38 seasons, not a single one of them with a losing record. 38 seasons without a, a losing record? Yeah, all 38 years she coached. I'll give you a little hint. Oh, Pat Summit. Pat Summit. Okay. Yeah, good job. Yeah, that was the clue. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Courtney Paris of Oklahoma basketball. She played from 2006 to 2009. She's the only player with three 500 rebound seasons. She is the first four time All American in her sport. She is the only player with 2,500 points and 2,000 rebounds. And she had 112 straight double doubles. I do remember that name. I have no idea. But first, first four time All American? In women's basketball. Right, right. I'm thinking, I don't know, Rebecca Lobo. I don't know. Some of these. Assuming they played as freshmen. But maybe they, they didn't play. play yeah, that's know. true. Back then, you didn't really. Okay. Now, here's your boy, because you mentioned him in the, in the in the Unbreakable episode. <laughs> Pistol Pete? Pistol Pete. Okay. Uh, the single season mark of 1,381 points in a season, or the career mark, 3,667 points. In a career. Pretty good, pretty okay. good. In fact, the 1381 in 1970 are the most ever in a single season. Uh, in 1969, he had 1148, and that's the fourth most ever. And then his 1,138 in 68 are the fifth most fifth most ever. So three of the top five seasons. He averaged his. a mind-boggling 44.2 <sighs> points per game over his 83-game three-year career with the Tigers. Uh, I have to mention that was without a three-point line, right? Chris Clemens, and he shot from out there. Chris Clemens of Campbell led the Division I basketball uh, with an impressive 30.1 points per game, 993 points <laughs> total for wow. the year. Oh, it's just insane. Golly, like, man. So unreal. The 1939 Tennessee football team. Oh, yeah. I read about them. Do you want to guess how many points they allowed that year in their 10-game season? At six. Zero. Oh, I was gonna say zero. That seemed too obvious. They it is zero. Oh my god. A gosh. single point for the entire season. Wow. Uh overall, they had a streak of 15 straight shutouts overall. That year they went to the Rose Bowl. The final score, 14 <laughs> to nothing. Tennessee lost. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> Are you what? serious? <laughs> they lost. Oh my gosh. <laughs> to who did it say? It doesn't say. No. That's that's hilarious actually. You give up it's zero kind of crazy. fifteen shutouts and then you lose fourteen you to lose nothing. 14 nothing. Okay. <clears throat> Five hundred and seventeen yards passing. Five hundred and seventeen yards passing. Yep. Oh man. Ryan Leaf. No, dude, he calls games for ESPN right now. He used to play college. Ryan Leaf, no one cares about Ryan Leaf. If we want to talk, we'll do an episode about like, I don't know, the saddest stories ever. Yeah, right. Maybe we'll do Ryan Leaf, but until then. Well, he seems like someone that might have thrown 500 yards in college. I don't know how much he threw for. But, Andre yeah. Ware okay. threw for 517 yards. He took home the, the, trophy, the Heisman, Heisman Trophy this year. This was in 1989. 
his team, Houston, Houston Cougars, beats SMU 95-21 to that day. We're through for 517 yards and six touchdowns. And he did it all in the first half. Oh, my gosh. Are he you serious? Not, he did not play a snap of the second half. Oh, so the 95 wasn't his. Well, no, it wasn't. That all was him. the final score. That was the final score. Okay. But he, but he threw six touchdowns. Six touchdowns. 517 yards. Play in the second half. Oh, my gosh. They're like, oh, let's just uh, let David Klinger play. Oh, yeah. David Klinger comes in, throws for 254 more yards in the second <laughs> half. So they had a record total 771 <sighs> passing yards. And then also a uh, current total of, it's still a current record of 1,021 total yards in one game. Oh my gosh. So, wow. Way to go, Andre Ware. One half. One half. He might have thrown for 1,000 yards if by, that, like by if himself. He, if they just if they do were, your thing, to say, he might have thrown for 1,000 If the other yards. team could have been answering with touchdowns and made it competitive where they had to keep playing. Right. Yeah, yeah. he could have. Okay. For sure. And this one, I, I love this record. This is my favorite. <laughs> 2,628 yards in one season. Rushing. Rushing. It happened in 1988. Was it the Nebraska? Um, I mean, you're, in the, you're in the general vicinity of where uh, it took place. Oklahoma? Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Oh, Barry. Gosh dang it. Barry, Barry Sanders. 238.9 yards per game. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude. Marcus Allen came in second place that year with 212 yards per game. So Marcus was doing his thing. Jeez, man. And still getting overshadowed. And just no one cares like, because 212. Oh. He had four games this year with at least 300 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> oh my He totaled gosh. 37 touchdowns. That's insane. Now, you want to know the cool part about it? Yeah. They didn't even count. That was 11-game season. Yeah. And it wasn't until 2002 that the bowl game counted, counted. for your yearly statistics. The bowl so, game didn't even count. let's add in his bowl game statistics. Yes. He played in the Holiday Bowl. He had 222 yards. So now he's at 2,850. <laughs> and he scored 37 touchdowns in the regular season. He had five oh in the holiday bowl. So he 42. had 42 touchdowns. 42 touchdowns. Barry Sanders, okay. That dude was a Barry Sanders amazing. All right, here we go. Now, uh, just not that long ago, Jonathan Taylor uh-huh. became the 25th rushing uh, running back to go over 2,000 yards. And he was still 434 yards shy of what Barry did. Uh, in 2007, Kevin Smith, from UCF ran for 2,567 yards. So really, really close. The third most ever. He did it in three more games with 106 more carries. Oh my gosh. And still was 61 yards shy. So it just makes Barry even greater. Barry Sanders, one of the greatest of all time. Wow. Now, a record that probably cannot be broken. Probably, bah, Jesus, I don't know. Because when we talk about unbreakable records, like how do you distinguish what makes one record more unbreakable 
than right. another. I mean, by definition, unbreakable just means, means unbreakable. it cannot be broken. Right. <clears throat> We're gonna jump in the wayback machine. 1916. Judas. Georgia Tech had a football game lined up to play against Cumberland College. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cumberland College is a small Presbyterian school in Lebanon, Tennessee, which had discontinued its football program the season before. But Georgia Tech said, no, you're playing. <laughs> I don't give a shit. No, you Whether did not. you have a football team or not, <laughs> you will be playing us. Oh, my gosh. And they were like, bro, we, we literally don't have a football team. And John Heisman, that John Heisman was the coach okay. of Georgia Tech. And he said, I don't give a crap. You're playing this game. Uh, he also coached the baseball team. And Cumberland's baseball team had just beat Georgia Tech's baseball team 22 to 0. Oh, so in a sense, this was a revenge game. Okay. All right. Now, there were some interesting things. <clears throat> the scheduling agreement required Cumberland to pay $3,000 to Tech if they didn't play the game. Okay. Which is the equivalent of about $71,000-ish today. Okay. If the team failed to show Heisman actually sent Cumberland a check for $500, which is about uh, $12,000 in today's money mm -hmm. as an incentive to play the game. <clears throat> so they did it. <laughs> they put together a team and <laughs> sent them on their way. <laughs> now, how did, let's see, how did this end? Break down some of these stats because it's just stupid. <clears throat> Cumberland had 27 rush attempts for negative 42 yards. <laughs> they lost nine fumbles. Oh, man. They went two of 18 passing for 14 yards. Obviously, zero touchdowns, six interceptions. Okay. Georgia Tech ran the ball 26 times. <laughs> for like 80 for yards. For 922 per... <laughs> yards. <laughs> I was going to say, probably the length of the field every time, right? Every rush, touchdown. They lost zero fumbles. They attempted zero passes. They were 30 of 32 for extra points. Now, these stats are not 100% accurate. Like right. very, I mean, it's 1916, but this right. is just crazy, okay? Um, the score at the end of the first quarter was 63 to nothing. First quarter? The score at halftime was 126 to nothing. On pace? Heisman reportedly told his players, you're doing all right, team. We're ahead. But you just can't tell what those Cumberland players have up their sleeves. They may spring a surprise. Be alert, men. Hit him clean and hit him hard. <laughs> he did shorten the third and fourth quarter from 15 to 12 minutes. Oh. So they only scored 54 points in the third quarter and 42 points in oh, the fourth quarter. So gracious. So this game took place on October 7th in 1916. Oh, my god. Again, take these statistics and whatnot for what they're worth. But the quarterback from Cumberland... Leon McDonald, it was two for 18 for 14 yards on six interceptions. No one from Georgia Tech threw a pass. 
the leading rusher for <laughs> for Cumberland was Morris Gauger. He had four carries for negative two yards. <laughs> uh, the leading oh. rusher from Georgia Tech was G.E. Strupper. He had eight carries, 195 yards, and six touchdowns. Uh, George Murphy caught one pass for 10 yards for Cumberland, and oh, no one caught a pass for gosh. Georgia Tech. Oh, my gosh. I just want to spend a minute running down kind of like the scoring breakdown because it's kind of just hilarious. So, opening kickoff, 90-yard return for a touchdown for Georgia Tech. Uh, A 45-yard punt return for Georgia Tech. Then a 35-yard touchdown run by Georgia Tech. A 60-yard rush touchdown for Georgia Tech. A fumble in the end zone recovery for a touchdown for Georgia Tech, a 10-yard rushing touchdown, a 5-yard rushing touchdown, a 10-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown, and an 80-yard touchdown run. That's just the first quarter. Oh, my gosh. Then there was a 20-yard touchdown run, a 15-yard touchdown run, a 20-yard interception return, a 10-yard touchdown run, 3-yard touchdown run, 4-yard touchdown run, 10-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown, 17-yard interception return for a touchdown, a 33-yard punt for a touchdown. A 33-yard punt for a touchdown. Would you punt the ball seven yards? How do you get a 33-yard punt for a touchdown? Yeah. I say most of these are just like... A three-yard touchdown run, a 25-yard punt return for a touchdown, a 10-yard touchdown Basically, they got their hand on the ball, and it was a touchdown. A 15-yard touchdown run, 35-yard touchdown run, an eight-yard touchdown run with a missed extra point, a 35-yard punt return with another missed extra point, a 20-yard interception return, a 40-yard interception return, a 35-yard touchdown run, a 2-yard touchdown run, a 4-yard punt return, a 15-yard touchdown. A 4-yard punt return? 40, sorry. Oh, 40. 40. Oh. I'm like running out of breath. Oh, okay. A 40-yard touchdown on a punt, <laughs> a 15-yard touchdown run, and a 30-yard interception return for a touchdown. That was painful. That was insane, right? Like, just listening to those stats. <laughs> like one team. So the funniest stat I thought was that they missed two extra points. They had one, two, three, four different players attempt extra points in this game for them. I assume there the was... guy missed extra points and was just because he was tired. Yeah. His leg had never been, he had never kicked that many times in a, in a game. And that was, <laughs> they needed, they needed uh, to bring in the bullpen for extra you points. Know, <laughs> Give me the lefty. Give me the so lefty. So the final score, 222 to zero. Okay. Can we, we can't We can't even count that. No, I, I don't feel like it should count. I didn't know the whole thing about them not having a, a team. A team. And um, I mean, I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> so It's like. <laughs> dude, this is just stupid. So I'm going to read some of this stuff. It's just so stupid. It's unreal. Hopefully we can keep this to just a bonus episode. Oh, I'll just say. <laughs> so <laughs> Cumberland's most effective defensive play was on the, the extra point that they blocked. They used a sort of human pyramid topped with bitchy woods <laughs> who suffered a suffered a gruesome facial injury on the play. Doesn't say if he blocked the ball with his, his face, face or if he fell, fell off the, the human face. pyramid and yeah. ate cleats or something, uh-huh. but um Wait, so the two mystery points, one was actually blocked. One was actually blocked because okay. they used some kind of weird human pyramid. <laughs> well, instead of thinking, oh. oh, you know what? Let's just run around the edge for a two-point. Wait, did they have two-point conversion? Anyway. No, I don't like, know. They're, they're all in a pyramid. They're fake. clearly not ready to tackle us. Let's go for two. Oh, man. Let's do a fake. 
basically the team was put together with 12 to 16 players. It's really unsure of how many were actually on the team. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Most of them were Georgie Allen, who served as the coach, but he was just a student manager. <laughs> So they were mostly just fraternity brothers, a few law students who traveled to Atlanta as Cumberland's football team. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, <laughs> like the best thing about this is the fact that they st like, no, we can't play. We don't have a freaking team. He was basically just pissed yeah. off. Yeah, and they're they like, gotten smoked. Yes, you will play. So, <laughs> one of the rumors is that they stopped at two hundred and twenty-two points. To kind of like put some stank on the fact that they had lost twenty-two to nothing in the baseball game. Oh, okay. We can't Boy, really we're be pretty petty um, here, aren't we? But <laughs> oh my! First of all, you are forcing the other team to show up when they don't have a team. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, a, just for a quick little perspective before we get out of here on this bonus episode. <clears throat> um, one hundred and six points was scored by Fort Valley State of Georgia against Knoxville College in 1969. Um, Houston defeated Tulsa 100-6 to the year before that in 1968. And then Wyoming defeated the University of Northern Colorado 103 to nothing in 1949. Wow. And then if uh, Division Three football ranks, North Park University defeated North Central College 104-32. So... Wow. Uh, yeah, there's your uh, bonus episode of some college records that won't college be broken numbers. and one game that and a game that will never be matched. Exist. That will. <laughs> oh wait, real quick. Ninety-seven percent of the plays occurred on Cumberland's side, side of the fifty-yard line. Oh my line, gosh! And sixty-four plays took place in Cumberland's own red zone. <laughs> <laughs> like just what? A they just camped. They were game. just camped out inside this their twenty. I mean, I don't even oh know. Like, no, you can't. Like, you just made that team play when they didn't have a team. Like that. <laughs> they sorry. literally didn't have a team. It was like they probably didn't even know how to put their like, helmets on. They got yeah. these little leather straps over their head. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, it was just silly. Uh, but I felt that that some college love, college sports deserve some no, records sure. love on the episode. So thought stuff. we'd get that in real quick. Records. And there you have your bonus episode. bonus episode. Bonus. Peace. Later.